This is not a sales pitch, okay? We already have two people sign up for RCIA. Again, not a sales pitch, but I just want you to know how excited I am that we don't have to do anything. God does all the work. Okay. Um, I don't know. All right, so I was very inspired by uh, someone that I met this week uh, who just is coming into RCA, a young man. For all I know, he's here right now, and I tell you, do not stand because I don't want to embarrass you further. That's the point, okay? These people are among us. That's the point. All right, so this young man uh, who shows up uh, without my urging wants to become Catholic. Uh, this person has their whole life ahead of them. They have no answers. They have no direction. But he expressed that there is this fullness. Without me having to say fullness, he said there is a fullness that he's finding here that he's been missing his whole life, and he just can't ignore it. This fullness is drawing him, and he recognizes there's this love for, for anyone who comes into the church, right, that they realize there's a love that's drawing them. And they realize now, as they take a new step and a new step, that it's, it's the love of God that's been there all along from the beginning, just leading them wherever, leading them to where they're at. So, this, so you know, for some, their family is behind them, but almost always not with them. Who knows what he or she is giving up uh, to come forward in this way. But one thing I know for a fact, they're not looking back. Because love is in itself not looking back. Hmm. Love is not looking back. And following Jesus isn't work. It's a love story for all of us. And maybe we know, well, we know the beginning and we know the end of this love story, but the journey, we have no idea. We don't know. And that's why it's so important that when we feel in those moments that, uh, that the Lord is like calling us, urging us like, to move, go in this direction, take this step, it's so important that we face forward, you know, towards the mystery, towards the uncertainty, and we don't look back, and we have the responsibility to, um, to let go of things that are keeping our feet from, from moving forward in the way that he's like, calling us to do so. And so often we realize the way God is God. We realize what he's already been doing for so long. It's kind of like those movies where someone falls in love, but they don't realize it till like six months later. For us, we realize that God loved us way, way back when, before we even knew him. And we come to know at some point that he wanted me so long before I wanted him. And especially um, when we're baptized, right? When we're baptized, we realize in a really special, intimate way that Jesus was there with us from the very beginning and that he was always the lover of our soul. Jesus was always that love for us. We just didn't know it yet. And it's in those moments in our life, maybe one huge moment, maybe a thousand small moments, when we wake up and we realize he knows me and he loves me. We realize this. It's in those moments. Uh, then he says, okay, now follow me. Once it's known that he is our Lord, he's our lover, he's Jesus, then he says, follow me now. 
And so in the gospel, you know, the first one that comes across Jesus, there's three people that take up this call to follow him. And they mean it. The first one that comes to Jesus and he says, I will follow. He says, Jesus tells him, okay, but know this. If you want to follow me, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Meaning that we might find rest, but we will never stay in one place if we are following him. Life, like discipleship, is this perpetual journey that we never find contentment, it's always, we're always going from one new place to one new place to one new place. And Jesus assures us, you're not going to be comfortable, but you'll find rest. The second person that wants to be his disciple, that he says, follow me. He says, great Lord, let me bury my father. And he says, let the, let the dead bury their dead. This is a hard one for us to understand. Okay, we can all admit this. What? Let me bury my father. But maybe what Jesus was saying is that the things and the people that we have to leave behind, trust those with God's care. Maybe that's what he's saying. If we're moving forward, following him, staying true, the things, the loose ends, the people that we leave behind, trust God to take care of the things, all those things. And then finally, the line that, uh, that really struck me that I couldn't uh, shake uh, this third person, he says, I will follow you, Lord. He says, but first, let me say farewell to my family at home. And to him, Jesus says, this is good. He says, no one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what is left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. So by all rationality, in reality, walking forward while looking back, we're either going to miss something in front of us or fall flat on our face. Uh -huh. This has happened to us all. If we're moving forward but we're still going like this over our shoulder, uh, fixed on what, what is back there, we're either going to stumble upon obstacles to our faith, we're going to fall into traps that the enemy sets before us, or we're going to miss opportunities and miss graces that God is just giving to us right there, that's laid out right before us. And I think also, if we fix kind of like um, someone who had a great high school experience, I didn't, but say, looking too much at the past can make the past seem a lot more desirable than the future. And understanding in our 2020 vision, in retrospect, maybe we want to hang on more to the certainty that we had back then rather than embracing the uncertainty uh, that requires faith and requires trust. So Jesus is saying, take the past with you, but only cling to me. And that's where we need to go forward. So how do we feel God's pull in our life right now? If Jesus is pulling us, which he is, how do we feel that pull? Like, what is he pulling us towards? And if we know it, um, is there anything that we're looking back on, that we're stuck looking back, that's keeping us from taking that next baby step or making that next, that next tiny yes? You know, like, are we stuck on the pains and the wounds of the past? Are we hung up on our failures, all the failures we've made, and we're thinking we'll never get beyond them. It won't get any better. 
Or are we thinking about the good old days, the pleasures that we used to have and love, and thinking, it can't get better than that? Or are we hanging on to the responsibilities that we just can't quite get done? Or the loose ends that we haven't tied up yet, and you're like, Lord, okay, I will. <laughs> you know. Or is it just the feeling? Is it just the feeling that it's not the perfect time for this? This thing that I know God wants for me, like, it's not the perfect time. Or we feel, I'm going to be ready, but I'm not ready. So the question for us, being people, uh, people, is there a perfect time for anything? Maybe. Will we ever know the perfect time for anything? No. So may we stop searching for our way to make our way to heaven and just keep our feet moving, you know, get up over and over again, keep our feet moving, and be open to the way that he has already set before us. So the truth is always in front of us. The truth we can look back on and realize what he was doing, but the truth of our, of our future is in front of us. And when we feel that call towards this or towards this or towards this, answer it. There's nothing that needs to come first. When God is saying, do this, hear this, nothing needs to come first. And may we never get caught fixed looking back. Don't look back. Because uh, heaven and our salvation and God's grace is always forward.